Hi guys, welcome back to my podcast. I, it was so lovely to have Jimmy James on last week. I mean, they're amazing. Their whole career is amazing. And um, to put on a stamp when people think you're the real Marin is pretty amazing. But this week, um, I found out uh, from one of my friends that there was a Marilyn Monroe lookalike back in the day. And amazingly, she was born the same year as, Mar- as the real Marilyn in August 1926, and her name was Dixie Evans. I never knew about this. I can't believe all these years I've been doing Marilyn, I never ever knew about this woman. And she was uh, uh, called the Marilyn Monroe of Burlesque. And I've always um, had a a great respect for burlesque dancers. I have many burlesque dancers that are my friends. I've worked alongside burlesque dancers. Um, And it's an art form in itself. And you think I would have known about this Marilyn Monroe burlesque dancer that literally was at the time of Marilyn, the same age, but I never did. And I was told about her from my next guest, who is Isabella Bliss. And Isabella Bliss is a burlesque dancer, and she's also a, a Marilyn Monroe impersonator. And when she told me about this girl, she was like, oh, we're talking about how she got involved in, in doing burlesque and Marilyn. And then she told me about this Dixie Evans. So, Isabella, you're on the phone and I can, you can answer now. So tell me about how this came about. Yeah, I mean, Dixie Evans has been a huge um, inspiration to me in, in my burlesque career. But um, in early on in my burlesque career, I tried to, I, I didn't really start out as a Marilyn, actually. Um I wanted to be kind of like my own thing or have my own stamp and my own look. And it was only um, when I'd been performing in burlesque for a while and, and, I, and I was on stage and, and people, I'd come off and people go, oh, you look like Marilyn when you do that. And I kind of never really took it seriously. Um, but yeah, it sort of developed and, and it's become a, a part of what I do now. So how did you find out about this Dixie Evans? Did you already know about this person or did someone say you're like a Dixie Evans version of Marilyn the same way she was? Well, I mean, when I first started in Burlesque, I used to do a lot, a lot of research because I was really fascinated with the kind of the legends of the 50s and the 40s, these kind of burlesque titans of teas, these women that were... You know, you have to remember in a period of time and history when um, showing a bit of flesh was still considered incredibly controversial. And these women like Dixie Evans and Saint and Angel um, and um, Miss April March were kind of breaking rules and boundaries and going out and being these burlesque striptease artists. And they would quite often get arrested, some of them, on a weekly basis for performing. Um, but they would still go and do it. And and that was kind of how I discovered Dixie Evans in, in that world. And, and it was just it was so fascinating to me that, that you say she was alive at the same time as Marilyn, the same age as her. And we always say in burlesque, you have to have a gimmick. Um, a thing that makes your act unique to you. And so for Dixie Evans, her gimmick became that she was incredibly resemblant to Marilyn Monroe. Mm -hmm. And so she created her burlesque act around that. So she had a really famous burlesque act where she would um, portray the casting couch experience as Marilyn. Um, And it got her, you know, she was a very you know, headlining acting burlesque in the 50s. And they would actually, the, the production companies at the time would use, almost use Marilyn's name a little bit cheekily, really, to draw audiences in. So mm-hmm. you would see on the big billboards outside the shows, um, kind of Marilyn Monroe in, in huge writing. And then underneath in small print, it would be um, by Dixie Evans, the Marilyn Monroe of burlesque. So mm-hmm. the, the kind of, the, the, 
even in the burlesque world, they kind of use Marilyn's name a little bit to kind of draw audiences in. But um, yeah, that was kind of Dixie's thing. She was the Marilyn and, and she portrayed lots of different Marilyn films in her burlesque acts and yeah, had quite an interesting life really. So it was really interesting and inspiring for me because I already had a love of Marilyn mm-hmm. to kind of find that Marilyn also came into the burlesque world at a point as well. Yeah, I, I find that um, it's so true what you say about Marilyn and burlesque because um, there is that look, isn't there? And it's it's unfortunate, mm. really, because as soon as you, you're interested in vintage, like if you have your hair blonde and you're wearing vintage clothing, immediately people are going to say, Marilyn! And it, and it does oh, get... Gotcha. Right. And it, and it does get frustrating. So I could see how D- Dixie Evans probably was just a blonde girl that mm. looked a lot like Marilyn, but she had to obviously capitalise because, like you say, Marilyn is the draw. And, and is that what you found? If you found that you wanted to be Isabella Bliss, this um burlesque dancer like you say doing your own style shows because you know i've seen your work not in in, in per- i've met you in person but i've not seen your show yet in person because covid stopped me going to proud where you do your show and mm-hmm. um you don't you do do marilyn in the show but you also do your own your own act as well with you do a jessica rabbit act and so do you feel mm-hmm. a little bit like not that Marilyn Rose overshadowed you because Marilyn Rose giving you an you know an, an in to it, it helps for your act, but do you feel sometimes a little bit like well I'm kind of a burlesque act in my own right and this Marilyn thing helps, but does it hinder? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, I had this whole conversation with myself you know many years ago because I tried when I sort of first started doing the Marilyn lookalike and, and, and tribute on the side I kind of was like no I'm going to keep it separate from my burlesque so I would have my long blonde hair for burlesque and then I would have my short Marilyn wig for doing Marilyn mm-hmm. and I kind of had a bit of a battle with myself over it like you say because I wanted to be seen in my burlesque community as a standalone artist in myself and I was known as the platinum pinup of burlesque and um, and kind of over the years it's just evolved and I just kept and it became interesting that people would ask me to do more and more Marilyn stuff and you know with the show at Proud they the press always wanted me to appear as Marilyn and mm. so I just kind of embraced it in the end because you've just sort of you've got to get to a point of stop fighting it and I sort of realized it doesn't necessarily detract from my creative artistry as a burlesque performer it just means that my look is more heavily inspired by Marilyn now than it was in my early burlesque career and mm. um, like you say it comes that thing of if you've got blonde hair and wear red lipstick and dress a bit vintage you're automatically Marilyn mm. um, and I just just embraced it and went with it you know do you feel like you embraced it or you gave into it because sometimes I feel for people when they're trying to um carve out something themselves because I'm not a burlesque dancer I'm a Marilyn Monroe lookalike tribute but when I went Mm -hmm. to do um I'm quite funny (laughs) so when I went to do my stand-up just because I had nothing else to do and I thought I really want to do stand-up and I went there and they said, you'll never get away from Marilyn Monroe because you look like her. Mm. So you've mm. got to address this in your act. And I did the um, comedy store. It went really well. And Britain's Got Talent saw me. And Britain's Got mm. Talent put me on Britain's Got Talent, obviously, as Marilyn comedian. But mm. I couldn't, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to go on there if I didn't look like Marilyn Monroe. So this is what I mean yeah. about giving in or embracing it. Because, yeah, you do embrace it. But there is that point isn't there where you feel a part of you 
and I write about this in my one woman show, a part of you is has been taken over by Marilyn. And I think Norma Jean felt this. I think the real Marilyn Monroe felt this. I think, you know, she was half Norma Jean, this talented actress that could do so much, and then half this blonde bombshell bimbo that's that's portrayed in Some Like mm. It Hot. Or, so with you, do you, are you glad that you get the chance in your proud show to suddenly do Jessica Rabbit or do a different burlesque act so you show that you have two sides? Yeah, definitely. I mean, Proud have been incredibly wonderful and supportive that they give us as performers and creative artists a bit more free reign of like, yes, I'm, you know, mainly booked because of my Marilyn look and I do my Marilyn act in the show, but I'm also booked because I'm a champagne glass, martini glass performer. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and that you say like with the Jessica Rabbit and there's some other acts I'm working on. So it's nice at the moment to have a bit more creative freedom and diversify what I do. I would say it's becoming more as an entertainer than necessarily just a burlesque artist now because like yourself, I write, you know, comedy and stuff for the show and have these little comedy skit acts. Um, But I think you kind of have to differentiate. Like my... I know myself as a person and I know that my strengths and weaknesses and talents are not detracted from playing Marilyn sometimes and I just kind of embrace the opportunity to to play her in a way for people and, and not let it, you know, it doesn't necessarily detract from my creative aspects in my burlesque, you know, my costumes and my music choices and my choreography, they're all of my own input. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It just happens to be that I embrace the way that I look with my hair and makeup as, as, as Marilyn. Mm. Um, so I think, yeah, I've gone for more embracing it and kind of like just grateful that, you know, I get to have a part of her in a part of what I do. Yeah, I hear that. And it's, and it's and the good thing is, is with, with Marilyn Monroe, it creates those ins. You know, I'd have mm. never got into certain things that I was interested in like when I got on Britain's Got Talent I wouldn't have gone on the chase without yeah. the help of Marilyn Monroe you know people yeah. people love that and I was just looking at um because I'd never heard of this Dixie this Dixie Evans and it's it's, it's incredible um how she used to <laughs> people they said if you could meet the real Marilyn you could meet her and but Marilyn Monroe threatened to sue her is that correct for for doing burlesque and Having the name, yeah, I, I did, I did read and hear that at one point. That yeah, Marilyn Monroe's um, production people tried to sue the theatres for using Marilyn's name on the billboards. Um, but yeah, it's just it's interesting that she had that. And I think from the stuff that I've read, that you know, Dixie Evans, she lived equally as a, a glamorous and colourful life as Marilyn did herself, and I find that quite fascinating as well. You know these kind of um, the burlesque artists in the 50s were almost a little bit like mini celebrities they had incredibly glamorous lives Mm. it's funny you were saying earlier about how it was so risque then to show something because I remember the reaction I wasn't there but from books and films the reaction of just Marilyn Monroe showing her underwear in the seven year itch so oh my goodness yeah yeah so I'm thinking like these burlesque artists they must have been pretty like because like I said you're, you're educating me on burlesque because I, I I really I know the girls and I know a lot of people are doing it and I've, and I've seen it but I don't know the history of it and um I, I, I loved one thing that uh, Dixie Evans said it said uh, that she got arrested like you were just saying they used to get arrested and she was brought mm-hmm. before the judge and I think this is brilliant you probably know this and I just I literally just read it and when the judge was saying to her about sentencing she said your honor this is the same act that you saw at the policeman show 
Totally. Yeah. And, it was and such it, double standard. Yeah, and he had to let her go. I just think that's she sounds like a hoot. And and um Joe DiMaggio went to see her show when he broke up with Marilyn. Because I know he had a bit of a he seems to have had a bit of a Marilyn thing. He never kind of got over Marilyn and Yeah. And uh so he he made friends with her and I know Jimmy Haspiel from uh, when you were telling me about Dixie, I looked her up and uh, from the Monroe Six and uh, he kind of befriended her because she, um, poor Marilyn, died when she was 36, but Dixie Evans lived till she was 86. Yeah, yeah so she passed away in 2013. Yeah, so she left quite a legacy. Um, yeah, and I think that's the thing, like if you can't, you know, you can't see the person, and that's what tribute artists do so well, isn't it? Is if you can't see the person in real life, the next best thing is to see a tribute or an impersonator. Oh, it's so, it's so but true. It's so strange though. to have somebody in her same age, you know, in that time. Yeah, it's you know, it's really true because I'm a big Chaplin fan, as you know, and um, mm. whenever I see anyone dressed like Charlie Chaplin, like anyone, I go crazy. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I love him so much, and I think that's that we have to remember that with tribute artists that they they do bring that um, that moment of suspension of reality where it's mm. it's the closest you're you're going to get to mm. to the people that you idolise. Yeah, it's a, it's like it's keeping the magic alive of that person, and that's what I always try and do. And and as sure you do yourself, the, the Marilyn is like you're keeping her legacy alive, and you're keeping that magic and that wonderment there for people that still want to see her and be as close to her, you know, as they can. Or or the people that come, you know, see what we do and then go away and learn more about Marilyn. You know, it, it keeps that going. It, you know, you're keeping the torch light going for that person, and it's an incredible honour and a privilege to be able to do that. It is. It's amazing that she still remembered. It's so. It's so amazing, and and all these little little bits of stardust that she give. I found it really funny when I was looking up this Dixie Evans though that she died on August third, and Marilyn died August fourth, mm. and I was just like, it's like I sometimes feel like we're in the Matrix, because one yeah. thing I always yeah. say to people is that, you know, Marilyn impersonates like Dixie Evans. I didn't know her name, and yet so she's come and gone. And there's all these other Marilyn impersonators and, and, and like Jimmy mm. James and Susan. And that we, we all go and we come and we go and we have these amazing, if we're blessed, we have these amazing times of our lives, which are changing now. Mm. But, but Marilyn survives. She goes yeah. on. And that's why I think this industry, um, and I, that's what I love about my podcast, is we learn so many different angles of what Marilyn, the impact that this woman I mean, I can't get the real Marilyn Monroe on my podcast, obviously, but I would really, I would really love to know what she, what she thinks of thinks this of impact. Yeah. Because, you know, how would you feel if this was we were talking about you in the same way we talk about Marilyn? Like, mm. you see the impact when you do these shows. Um, actually, that's a good point. I need to ask you: Do you sometimes feel doing because oh, now we see so much nudity now? We're, it's a different world than mm. in the twenties. Do you do you feel that some people? Because um, some people listening to this might go, oh, I don't like Marilyn Monroe taking her clothes off or something. What would you say about people that have that idea? How would you like to give the other side to that? I think we're a little bit too prudish sometimes. The The human body is a beautiful thing and it's a form of art. You know, it's not. It's never done in a sleazy or derogatory way. It's, you're creating pieces of art in burlesque. And, um, you know, at no point are we completely naked on stage. Mm -hmm. um, 
And I would challenge people that say that they don't like it, come see a show. Mm-hmm. Because the majority of people that say that they don't like it have never been to a burlesque show in their life. And I guarantee you, it, hands down, if you were to come to Proud Cabaret when we reopen, you will have the best night of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, because burlesque is so wonderfully entertaining and it's not all... Of- oh. Oh, what's happened? Sorry, guys, I don't know what's happened there. Are you back? Sorry, you're going to have to... Sorry, Isabella, for some reason, we just went in and we went out. So carry on what you were going to say about... you. I'm just... Because I can edit this bit out. So um, I'm just going to apologise. Sorry, everybody that's listening to that. I don't know. I think the gremlins... think Marilyn... Maybe I said because Marilyn Monroe should come on the show. Maybe she's trying. Marilyn, if you're out there... Come and join the show. Literally, we just had a ghost that's never happened to me in this. That's so strange. I know. Maybe it's Dixie Evans. She was a bit of a rebel. So we're talking about two dead people. So if it's Dixie or Marilyn, you're more than welcome on this show. That was so weird. So you were just saying that people that um, haven't seen a burlesque show before they make judgment, come along, see what you do in your tribute to Marilyn. And we, oh, you know, in. You know, in defence of burlesque, um, doing Ma- Marilyn Monroe burlesque, Marilyn Monroe also did artistic pictures naked. Mm, we have mm. to remember that. Yeah, in, totally. Yeah. And, I and, think that's the thing as well, isn't it? Like, Matt, you have to understand Marilyn was not ashamed of her body. Um, she embraced what it meant to be feminine and she embraced what it meant to be a sexual person. Mm-hmm. And we've got to kind of, as a society, sometimes get over that and... And, and not pass judgment that you haven't seen, you know. Don't tell me you don't like a burlesque show or you disagree with what I do if you haven't seen it. <laughs> like, yeah. I, you know, I welcome everybody. If you don't like what I do, come and see it. Yeah. You know, and then, and then pass the judgment because I do it with a place of love or creativity and it's never meant, you know, in a negative way. So definitely, I think more people need to get out and see burlesque and cabaret because it's a wonderful evening, you know. It's, mixture of comedy and song and theatrics and dance and parody and it, incom- it, it it takes on so many things it's not about somebody being naked stage it's really not um and if that's kind of your viewpoint on what burlesque is please do your research and get out and see it because yeah. it's such a beautiful genre and so incorporates lots of people and is very welcoming so definitely come and see our show <laughs> do you know what i think that's a really important point that you make about burlesque being very welcoming because what i do, what i have noticed and i do have friends that are burlesque dancers is burlesque is exactly that isn't it it's not about who's got the best body or you don't have to have a model body you don't have to you don't have to be female because I know some, you know, and and that's the thing. Yeah. It is, a, it it really is an expression. There is bad burlesque, and you know, <laughs> there is. But the one the one thing that I I have noticed is is an expression of art. So many people do it, mm-hmm. um, like totally. you, yeah. But it made me laugh because I saw Dixie Evans was doing Running Wild and some like it hot burlesque act, even like in her seventies. <laughs> so is do you yeah, think yeah. even though burlesque is a does have a cut off point, it didn't seem to to her. So how long do you think you is what's your plans for your future? Do you want to you know make your act bigger? Have you got other dreams away from um, burlesque, or do you want to see where this takes you? What's your hopes for your future? Burlesque, you can carry on doing as long as you bloody well want to. Um, 
you know, there's a lady called Lynn Ruth Miller that was performing burlesque in her 80s. Some of the legends from the 50s are still performing in their 70s and their 80s. And I think we need to maybe move away from the idea of the culture that women stop becoming attractive and sexy after a certain age and you're almost told that you should give up. Mm-hmm. Um, I would 100% try and fly the flag as long as I can um, in terms of that. But in terms of my career, I mean, I've still got a lot of time in me yet. You know, I'm only, you know, I'm only, I think sometimes I say I'm really old, but I'm 34 now. So um, I don't have any intentions of necessarily giving it up. Um, being a burlesque performer or giving up being Marilyn. It's just what my next challenges will be. Will I write more comedy? I'm writing a book at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see what what my next challenges and avenues are, whether that be some working in some TV work and, and other things. But I definitely, I think one of the things that I'm going to be passionate about in my career is to continue to show women that you can be beautiful, you can be sexy, you can be strong, you can be a creative artist, you can be a performer at any age. Like, just because, you know, women get to that age and people go, oh, you have to stop doing that now. You're like, who too? Who says yeah. I have to stop? You know, I'll keep doing it as long as they're booking me and as long as I'm enjoying it. And that's what's important. And I think if I can still do burlesque or, you know, into my 50s or something, and fly that flag for women and say, look, you can still be sexy. You can mm-hmm. still be glamorous in your 50s and your 60s. And that's what we need more of in society is women that champion that and say, you know, you don't have to just sit down and become something else because you're still you. Yeah. And you, you do that, actually, because I, I saw during lockdown you were doing burlesque Zoom classes so yeah, you yeah. show these women how to, and do these women, are they all ages that you teach? Are they women that have probably never done burlesque before? Because it must give them some sort of confidence to, to learn this stuff. Yeah, yeah, totally. One of the things that I'm a big advocate for, and I say I was teaching on with Zoom because we can't do actual classes at the moment, but I run the burlesque body confidence workshops. Mm-hmm. So I'll go into dance centres and teach a workshop with a group of women and they can be anything from 18 to 80. I completely would want everybody to come and everybody does come. And women from all different backgrounds as well, you know, whether you're a mum or a career woman or somebody that, you know, whatever you do with your life, I welcome all of these women along on this journey of kind of self-discovery and reconnecting with your body and finding your body confidence through burlesque and movement and it's something I'm really passionate about and I think you know women in society we kind of lose sense of ourselves Um, and I know a lot of women do after they've had children you kind of lose your identity and you lose connection with your femininity and all of those things Mm -hmm. so through the burlesque body confidence workshops that's what I try and help people do of all ages is reconnect with their body and feel sexy and feel good about themselves again and it's a real it's a real beautiful thing to be able to do and I feel so honored and privileged every time that these people turn up and want to work with me and and get involved so yeah it's something I really support. How would people find out about that if they were if they were listening to you now and thought oh I wouldn't mind trying that because how would they go about that? Um, at the moment, I do some teaching for a company called Let's Burlesque. Um, so they can Google them and book classes through there. Um, and, yeah, I guess follow me on my socials as well. So then when I'm advertising any classes um, and workshops, they'll be able to find me, you know, on Instagram mm-hmm. at Miss Isabella Bliss or on, on Facebook and on my website. 
Awesome. Um, yeah, come and if you see me advertising a class, if you can come and join it, it's honestly such a supportive um, space for women to, to find themselves again. Well, this um, episode um, will be going out um, on Sunday. And if you're listening to this mm. in the future, which this will be the past, <laughs> it won't be. <laughs> but if you're listening to this as I've put it out, it is uh, International Women's Day. Um, on the Monday, the following Monday. So this is a great, um, this is so great to hear this, that, you know, the the confidence that, I mean, Valeska's obviously given you confidence in your body and, and probably exactly what you're saying it gives to other women, it's given to you. And, that, and that's a really, um, a really important, powerful thing. And and, and mm. like you say, the Marilyn sugared on top is is absolutely great. Well, thank you so much for being on my podcast. No so please do a little you bit. You can come and see us at Proud Cabaret when we reopen in May. We uh, can't wait to get going. I am definitely going to come there. And you know, it's um, it's funny because um, I I was like, right, I'm going next week, and then we all got shut down, and I thought oh, I'll be back yeah. open again, and it's just dragged and dragged and dragged, and we're recording this in March, if anyone's listening to this in the future, and we're yeah. still here, <laughs> we've been here yeah. since December, and it's, it feels really, really long, and I know that so many of us have been affected, and it's not even about the finances, it's, of course, finances matter, but it's really about meeting people having time shared together being with your crew mm-hmm. and, and and it's really not even so much about the money that people are missing now I think that they're, they're missing their purpose really and yeah. um so and I think everyone needs a, a night out and let's hope it will be in May I'm not going to hold out a lot of hope if I'm honest if anyone from the government's listening to this I feel a little bit gaslighted sometimes with these more and more extensions 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 but yeah. let's hope that it will be this year I think it will be this year. So this year I will yeah. come and see you. And if anyone else wants to come and see you, please tell us the website if you want to book at Proud and uh, where, how they go about it. Yeah, so they can just Google Proud Cabaret and you'll find our website. And Proud Cabaret actually has three different venues. So they have two in London and one in Brighton. And my residency will be at the Proud Embankment uh, venue, which is the largest one. And um, we have some exciting celebrities lined up to rejoin. And, and if you want to come and see me do my burlesque and my Marilyn Monroe tribute, that is the place to come and do it. Yeah. And you get a lovely three-course meal and a beautiful show in one of the most stunning venues in London's West End. It really is it's something to see. Mm-hmm. And the staff are just fantastic. And the cast that I get to work with at the moment are, are such inspiring people and some of the best in the business and the best around the world at the moment. So do come along and celebrate getting back out of lockdown and getting get an enjoyable life again yeah and support your boss Alex Proud I've known Alex Proud for years and years yeah. <laughs> and and he really has been a champion and a fighter for artists right now yeah. and and keeping his venues going so I wish you guys the best of luck I will definitely be there and see you I know that my friend Reese, little Prince Harry he loved being sung yeah. sung by Jessica <laughs> Rabbit <laughs> Yeah, he was he was my um he played my Roger Rabbit for me, bless him. He was yeah. a good sport. Yeah. Luckily Megan wasn't there. So um <laughs> thank you so much, Isabella. And if you want to check out Isabella's Instagram, it's at Isabella Bliss, is that right? 
Yes. Okay. And unfortunately for you recently, if anyone's you were a victim of this crazy thing that's happening, a lot of people's accounts are being taken down. Um, but you're yeah. back, and yeah, it happened to my friend. Uh, back for now. <laughs> yeah. No. Hopefully, like Gary Barlow says, you're back for good. So um, I yeah. think there's a I think there's a glitch in the system. Actually, I think it's nobody is behind this, and there's no maliciousness going on. Um, I've looked into it, and I think there's a glitch going around in this weird bot thing. So hopefully that you are back and if you're not we're going to see you at cabaret anyway (laughs) thank you you can see my website yeah as i said can't see me here i see you through the window right so (laughs) you you take care of yourself and you know keep doing keep doing what you're doing and i hope we'll all be back soon and you have a great show with everybody there you're with a great bunch of people very very talented so please guys if you're listening to this check out proud cabaret you can google them like she said there are three venues and you'll get a lovely three course meal and i think a glass of prosecco which won't harm anyone and you'll see a really great show thanks isabella take care of yourself Thank you. Take care, Susie. Bye. Wow, what a fab interview. It's what was going on with my microphone. I had the funny feeling, like literally, that that someone was trying to get through on the phone. Was it Marilyn? Will she be my guest next week? (laughs) I would love that. If there is any way, Marilyn, that you're out there. Uh, I don't know who next week's guest is going to be right now. I have some interviews lined up and it just depends on... um, on on people's availability but that was a great interview and yeah next week I'll be back with somebody but will it be Marilyn who knows